Hallelujah. Amen. Welcome today. My name is AJ Valdez. I'm associate pastor here at GSC. It's so good to be here. I just want to thank all the lead team, Pastor Boz, Pastor uh, um, Amanda, Pastor TJ, for giving me the opportunity to share. I always count it an honor and a privilege. I get excited for, for, for this. I love sharing the word of God. There ain't, there ain't nothing like it in this life. There ain't nothing like the very word that our that our God, our creator created and able to share it, ever able to bring it forth. And I, and I pray that he uses me this today to, to bring forth this message. Today, I'm going to talk to you about, many of you probably heard this. Um, if you guys, if any of you play WoW here, you've heard this phrase, don't stand in the fire. Can I can I get an amen? Anybody ever hear that? Don't stand in the fire. You've heard that phrase. You put a five in chat if you heard that phrase today. Don't stand in the fire. And, and, and how many of us stood in the fire many times? <laughs> and the title of my message today for you is don't stand in the fire without Jesus. It's all right to stand in the fire today. Sometimes we're going to be in the fire. Sometimes we're going to be in a situation. We're going to be, we're going to be placed in the fire, not, a, not even of our own doing. And I'm here to tell you today, if you're going to be in the fire, if you're going to stand in the fire, stand with Jesus. Amen. And um, I, I even made a t-shirt. This shirt's not as nice because I only had two colors. I wish I had a white. It would have been a lot better. But I made a t-shirt today. It has the scripture. I'm coming out from, um, from Daniel chapter 3. It's kind of hard to see, but I'm always want to make these t-shirts. I, I, I love doing it. But don't stand in the fire without Jesus. We're going to go to Daniel chapter 3. I'm going to give you a backdrop here once again of what's happening. If, if you guys know the book, man, if you, if you like any kind of fantasy, Lord of the Rings, any kind of thing, why not read a real story? Read Daniel chapter 3. You're going to see how Nebuchadnezzar, this king, really, he was a crazy king. He was bad, if you ask me. In the first chapter, he has a dream, and basically, I'm going to give you some background story about him. Basically, he tells the, he, he's, he's telling all his um, all the men of wisdom in Babylon, he's telling them, I want you to, I want you to interpret my dream. But without me telling you what my dream is, <laughs> he gave them like an impossible situation. Like uh, they even told him, there's nobody on earth that can do this. But how many know there is nobody on earth that can do this? But Daniel had God with him. And Daniel was able to interpret his dream. And that, that's in the first part of, uh, of Daniel there. And so I'm going I'm to come to you out, out of chapter three. Many of us heard this story. If, if you're like me, you grew up in church and um, you went to Sunday school. Can I get a seven in chat if you if you attended Sunday school? Can I get a seven in chat if you see the PKs that were always the worst kids in Sunday school? <laughs> I remember when I was young, I, I I told the teacher one time, I was like, I was a bad kid. Why? Why? Why were you bad, AJ? <laughs> the Lord had to get a hold of me. But I remember I told I I I I got all the kids to rally up against the Sunday school teacher. We we try to take control of Sunday school. <laughs> always the PKs are the worst. But how do you remember this story of Sunday school of Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego? Many of you have heard this, and you you, you never really uh, applied it to like you know. I was, it's just a story I learned in Sunday school. But now I want you I want you to take us take it. And I want us to look at the details in it. This awesome story of how we can use it today in our lives and how we can apply it and, and how we can use the example of these three young men. These awesome young men, and even Daniel. Daniel was was the fourth, but he was not mentioning the story, so he might have been off on King's business, you know, during commentaries. The, the, um, we do, we don't know, but he wasn't here. We know that Daniel wouldn't about to 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 this idol. And here we are in Babylon. Babylon was a dominant power at this time. It was like the the, the center of, of of the of the earth. It was like the the biggest kingdom. Many of you probably heard of the hanging. Hanging um, Gardens of Babylon, one of the seven wonders of the world. It was it was like this iconic city with that had that had dominated, that had taken control. It, it went into in, into Israel or to Jerusalem, and it, and it, and, it, and it took control. It also took many of the Jewish young men. That's what you see here with Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. That they they were taken into in, into captivity, but also he realized that these guys were special. And what made them special was the fact that they had God on their side. And that's what makes many of us. Let me tell you. 
you you want to stand out. You want to you 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 want you want the favor of the Lord. Be dedicated to the Lord like these men. You can learn so much from these guys. And I'm going to bring out four things today that that, that God brought out to me in the story. You know, because many times we're going to face situations. We're going to face. Um, 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 circumstances, even when we're not like, when you're not looking for it, when you take a stand for God, stuff, stuff happens. Are you are you with me? Are you still with me? Can I get a, can I get an amen? When you decide to say, yes, I accept you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior, that's only the start. That's the, that's the start of it. But God takes you down this journey now. And this is it right here. This is this is what you can see. These men were dedicated to God. They they, they were dedicated to him. But now there was some time of testing. There was some time of trials. There was some some some, some fire, realistic fire. For many of us, we never were going to face a furnace, but we're going to face fires and situations in our life that are going to cause us to even question our faith, cause us to to say, "Man, God, are you are are you really there?" And I want to show you here in this scripture that that through it all, God is all He's faithful, and even if He isn't, there's still a reason to continue to worship Him, continue to praise Him. And my first point here is when you stand for God your stand will be noticed. You look here, I'm going to give you the backdrop again. So Nebuchadnezzar has this dream in chapter one of Daniel. And here we are in chapter three. He, he, what he had, the dream that he had was about this, this 36 high statue that he built, this idol that he built that had a, a, head, a head of gold, a, 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 a torso or a chest of silver, um, legs of, of, of bronze and feet of clay. And he, he ends up crafting this thing, even though like a man of God just interpreted what, what, what his dream was. He, he, and he still continues to make these false idols. And, w- and what we see here, he, he, made a, he made a commandment. He said, when the music plays, when you hear the, 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 all the instruments, the sapphire, the lyra, all, all, he goes to all these instruments. If you don't bow down to, 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 my, to my idol, if you don't bow down to this, to, to this, you're going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. And you can imagine, because they built this thing there, the furnace was probably close by because it, they had to they had a smelt all these. If you guys play, any of you, any of you are crafters, maybe in Final Fantasy, or whatever, you know all about smelting, right? You got to get the materials. You got to get the ore. You got to turn it into bars. I don't know. And, and while you got to do that, in World of Warcraft, you got to do that. Well, you know, the furnace is going to be right, right, right next to it. So he's telling all, all the people, when you, when you hear these sounds, when you hear the sound of the music, of, of, of all this stuff playing, you need to bow down and worship. And what, and, and what do you think? Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they don't bow down. And here, in the, in my first point is, when you stand for God, your stand will be noticed. In chapter 8, chapter 3, we're, we're going to read. And it says in chapter 8 here, At the time of the astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews, they said to the king Nebuchadnezzar, My king, live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, the flute, the zethra, the lyra, the harp, the pipe, that's a lot of instruments, yo, <laughs> uh, and all kinds of musical uh, music must fall down and worship the image of gold, that whoever does not fall and worship will be thrown into the blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom have set over the affairs of the providence. And so you can see here, there's some guys, these guys are probably jealous because like I said before, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, what was different about them? What set them apart? Nebuchadnezzar describes them as, as, as having more wisdom or more um, um, influence than 10, of, t- the 10 times, it says, actually, than the other men in, in, in the city of Babylon. Why? It was because they had God on their side. God gave them insight that these other men didn't have. God, God, gave, you know, God had favor on them. And so when he talked to them, he was like, man, who am I talking to? Because they, they, they knew the Most High. They knew the Creator. And they had favor. Are you, are you still with me? And so when you stand for God, it's going to get noticed. And, and all of a sudden, here, here they are. They're not bowing down, and it gets noticed. And so the word gets back to the king. And, and, and in chapter or in verse, 11, or verse 12, it says, But there are some Jews who have set their affairs over the province of Babylon. He gave them, he gave them 
He gave them um, high rank, authority over the province of Babylon. It's Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. And so chapter thir- or verse 13, furious and rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. And I like this about Nebuchadnezzar. I, and I, I don't know. We, we might see Nebuchadnezzar in heaven. I, I, I have a feeling because in the end, he repented. You got, you got to read Daniel. You got to read Daniel. What, what an awesome, awesome, awesome true life story. You got, you got to read Daniel because all this stuff that happens to him after this. Anyways, but because I like this, the fact is that he don't just take their, somebody's word for it. He says, no, bring them to me. I want to hear what they say. I want to hear what they say. And so he, he brings them to him. He, he brings them to him. And let me tell you, when you stand for God, it's going to get noticed. Right, I don't, I don't know. Maybe you accepted God last week. Maybe you, you're here today, and and you, and you just accepted God last night. But the, the minute you make a stand for God, the minute you say, you know, I'm gonna, I'm, uh, Lord, I'm dedicating my life to you, Lord. And uh, you know what? Some people are not gonna be happy about that. Sometimes maybe family members won't be happy about that. But you gotta know that what God's done in you, what, what you felt wasn't wasn't just a fluke. wasn't just It didn't just happen when you accepted Him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You made a commitment. You say, you know what, God. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. So now what does that mean? Yes, yeah, salvation was the start. But now what does that mean? Uh, that I'm not going to do the things that I used to do. That I'm, that I'm, that I'm not going to bow down when society tells me to bow down. That I'm not going to bow down when, when fi- financial situations come my way and I, can't, and I, and I, I don't see no way out. I'm not going to bow down to gain that promotion. No, I'm going to bow down to you, Lord, knowing that you're the maker and the creator of everything. That is, if, if I just set you as number one, if I set you as priority, that all these other things are going to fall into place. Because many times with this, the pull of this world, you know, we get saved and we're on fire for God and we have this hunger and desire. Lord, if you can use me, use me, Lord. But then all of a sudden, we, we, a lot of people say reality sets in and we're like, well, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And really for us as Christians, our main thing is to put God first. God, number one, he has to be the center of our homes, the center of our, our marriage, the center of our finances. Are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? The center of in our, even in our jobs, because that job could be gone tomorrow. Let me share with you, my, my, my wife, she's um, working um, the last year and a half, she got promotion, but now they're starting to lay people off. They cut, they, they cut out, she used to have 16 people underneath, like um, um, working underneath her because she, they, they promoted her supervisor. She only has three now and they're cutting. But whether she loses that job or not, and, and, and you know, whether she loses it or not, that, that's not where our, 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 our hope is. That's not where our strength is in. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's not where she can lose that job. And I know still that I'm going to go before my God. The only one that I'm going to bow down to is my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'm going to say, Lord, yeah, she may lose that job. We've been there many times before where I've lost jobs, she lost jobs. And we're like, how are we going to get through this? And every time we went back to God, every time. And these young men knew that, that regardless of the situation, everybody else can bow down. You all can bow down, but I'm, I know that my God said that you have no other gods besides me. And many times, instead, instead of only bowing to God, we start to get pressured by society, by, these, by situations financially, and we start to take our focus off God, and we start to be like everybody else, the rest of everybody that's bowing down to these things in our life. And I'm here to tell you today that stop bowing down to these, to these things, to, these, to, 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 to what society says you should be. Or go to who God says you are every time. God, who God says I am, he, he t- he'll tell you who you really are. And what you really need to do? Are you with me? Because jobs, like I said before, they could be gone tomorrow. The government, our dollar could be gone tomorrow. Then what? When our money becomes worthless, then what? We always go to the, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, always before us. So, and these men knew that. They said, "I don't care." 
that, that you could you, you, you could throw me in the furnace. I, I even like the response here. We go down. See, I even like the response here. Um, what, what, what they say. You know, and uh, um, some people, when you stand for God, they're going to be angry, right? And Nebuchadnezzar got angry. He says, even in verse 13, is that Nebuchadnezzar, he was furious with rage. And you know what? Like, standing for God is not always going to be easy. And, and it's always going to be the popular choice. You know, I remember many times, even when I moved back here, it, it was scary. It was scary for us coming back to, um, you know, from Ireland to, to, you know, basically another country, a country that my, my wife never lived in. And I had doubts. I was, I was struggling. Like, you know, God, is this you, Lord? Is this you? Are, are, how, how are you going to work this out? Because I had sold my business. I was like, Lord, how are you going to work this out? I had a little bit of money, but that money went quick. And I was like, Lord, how are you going to work this out? And I tried to figure things out for myself. I, I could do this. I could do that. And I, and I began to look at, take my eyes off of God and look at the situation, look at where everybody else, how everybody else does it. But we as Christians, we can't do it like the world does it. We got to do it the way the Lord says to do it. Our hero said, his ways are better than our ways. There are ways that seem right to a man, but in the end lead to destruction. And it's the truth. It's the truth, you know? Um, lean not on your understanding. Proverbs 3, 5. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And many times we, instead of doing what the word of God tells us to do, and these young men, you know, it was gonna, they knew it was going to anger some people. They, they probably seen when they didn't bow down, people were getting angry. Why, why are you not bowing down? And, and getting angry, they knew, oh, it was coming. The, the king was going to call on them then. It, it, made the, it, it made people furious. And many times when you're not bowing down to these things of, of this world or the things that society tell you to bow down or what the world says, you, how, how, how us as Christians should be. But no, we know who we are in Christ. Are you, are you still what I'm saying? And we don't bow down to those things in society. Why, why are you not worried about this? You know, our, our family comes to us like, man, um, how are you going to move? Even when I moved to, to, um, from, Ireland to, or from Ireland to America, people in Ireland, my, even friends and family tell me, how are you going to do this? How are you going to take your kids over to the country where they don't know anything? And I knew that God was calling me back here. I don't know who this is for a day. This is actually off my notes. But I knew God was calling. And I knew that I would never be happy. I, I would never be fulfilled if I, unless I did what God had called me to do. And for some reason, he was calling me back to the United States. And I, I didn't know why. But he's putting on my heart. I was, I was having dreams of California. I was having dreams of the States. I was having dreams of coming back here. I didn't know why. And people were telling me, like, what are you going to do to bring your kids over there and they, all, all the violence over there? But I knew that what God had, had told me to do. And let me tell you, it was a step of faith. It was scary. And it angered a lot of people. And just like these young men, it, was, it got the king angry. But they knew that they don't care about uh, um, pleasing society or pleasing this person, that person. They, their, their main concern was pleasing their, their God. And for you and I, that has to be, we got to stand. It's going to get noticed because the, the, the ways of God are not the ways of this world, are the ways of man. And people don't, sometimes don't understand. But when you stand for God, it's going to get noticed. The second point I want to bring out to you, when you stand for God, your commitment will be challenged. Your commitment will be challenged. Like I said before, I get excited because honestly, you know, all, all, all the stuff that we go through as Christians, all the things that we face, all the setbacks we find sometimes you feel like you can never get ahead can i get an amen <laughs> like man and really this is like this is the short time that we're here on earth god sees the big picture he knows the big picture but he's given us command commands as as christians to follow like you shall have no other god besides besides the one true god god almighty he he is god nothing else before him no idols nothing else and many times we, we like 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 we can put the uh, idols before God, things in our lives. We say that's not an idol, but we spend way more time with this, with this, this idol <laughs> that we say is not an idol. Or we spend more time focusing on this than we do on Him, or spending time with Him, have a relationship with Him. And this time on earth is it, short in, comp in comparison to eternity. 
with him. But what we do in this time now is going to determine where we spend eternity. Uh, do we, are we taking the time to get to know him? Are we taking the time to, to when we face trials of any kind? Are we taking the time? Are we just getting by, by, by how we always did it? Before we got saved. No, now that we're saved, now that you're a Christian, when, when, no matter what you go through, whether it's a good season or a bad season, our hope and our strength has to come from Him. Our relationship is vital. Every day that we're, that we're talking to Him, that we're getting a hold of Him, that every day that we're, that we're reading His Word. And I'm not saying like spend hours, but really it'll show who we really are where we spend most of our time. Uh, is it on the things of God? Is it on the truth of Him? Or is it on the things of this world on how we can make it or how we can get more money because all this stuff in the earth is going to fade away like I always share and your commitments are going to get challenged and in verse 14 chapter 3 here it says and Nebuchadnezzar said to them is it true Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up verse 15 now when you now when you hear the sound of the horn he's telling them now now when you hear the sound he's, <laughs> he's telling them now when you hear the sound he goes through all the things you're going to bow down you're going to bow down. I'm going to toss you into this furnace. And see, see, it's one thing saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to serve you. It's one thing being in a service or being in a conference or being here in chat and saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to serve you all the days of my life. But what happens when it gets tested? What happens? It was easy for them probably to stand up when everybody else was bowing down. But what happens when you're tested with it and when you're challenged with it, when you're brought before the king and the furnace is, is blazed Huh? You're looking, you're looking at the furnace. Trust me, that, he probably had that furnace there and said, okay, now, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you're going to bow down or you're going to get tossed in that fiery furnace. And so here we are in verse 15. Now that when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zethra, the, the lyre, the harp, the pipe, and all kinds of music, you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made. See, Nebuchadnezzar, was, he was just so vain. Some people reckon that it was his head that was the top some commentaries say it was his head that it was the top image, but some say it, it could have been the Babylonian God. But we don't know. But I, I reckon it probably was his head because this guy was vain. This guy thought he was the, the, the bee's knees. <laughs> but if uh, you do not worship it, you'll be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. Then what God, he said, what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? This is, this is, this is deep, right? The, I, that's why I'm like, man, the Bible is awesome. You guys got to read the Bible because like, just th th take a minute to think about this. Now it's, now it's time. They're being challenged. Their faith is being challenged. And I don't know for you or me, you know, um, there's been many times I've been challenged, you know. There's been situations where I've lost loved ones, where sickness has hit, and, the, and there was like, man, like, like how, how are we going to pay for this? How are we going to sort this one out, Lord? How are we going to get through this, God? Or, you know, like, how are you going to turn this one around? You know, and, and, and it's, it's like you're just placed into a, a, a boiling, into a furnace. It's like, man, like, like, Lord, I don't see a way out. We're trying to figure it out. We're trying to calculate. Well, if I do this, if I sell that, if I, if I sell this, if, if, if I can do this, then, 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 then I can sort And we, we try to figure it out. But these men, I love their response. I love their response. He says, um, you'll be thrown immediately into the fiery furnace, right? Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? See, Nebuchadnezzar was so vain. He was so... So vain. He just like, he, he thought he was, he, it was, he was, he was the king, he thought he was the man. But he realized that his power only was given to him because the God allowed it. But in verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. I, I love this because they're like, we're not even going to justify ourselves. We're not going to try to work our way out of this, you know. I, and I, I made this, you know, this is shirt. I made it as a playing card, you know, um, a, a T. Uh, a trading card game. Um, I tried to make it like that. I, I made a better one actually, but I couldn't print it. I can't do full color. 
But I mean, this is playing card because let me tell you something. They had no other cards to play. I don't know if you ever played Magic the Gathering or any of these other other card games or Hearthstone. I used to play Hearthstone a lot. They they only they only had one card of their deck, and that was God. That was that was Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That was God. And for you and me, when situations hit our life, when when sickness hits us. Where are we going to run to, Dr. Phil, Oprah? No, we're going to run to the feet of Jesus. We only have one card to play. We don't got any other cards as Christians. Let me tell you something. And that's the only card you're ever going to need to play. That's the card that has overcome sin, that has overcome death. Come on, are you hearing what I'm saying? That, that one day, you and me, my friend, even when we do die, even when all is said and done here on this earth, we don't die. We respond. We're going to, we're going to, when we close our eyes here for our, take our final breath, we're going to wake up in the, at the feet of Jesus. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you with me? This is the only card that we ever need to play in this life. And they knew that. You can kill our physical body. You can destroy us. Do what you will, King. But you know what? I'm not even going to debate with you with this matter because my God makes it clear that I will have no other gods besides him, that he is the one true God. I get excited because he is. And he's still doing miracles. He's still doing what he said he will do. This is the only card you need to play when sickness hits you, when when, when the doctors don't have the answers, when the lawyers don't have the answers. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When your family members don't have the answers. Let me tell you who has the answer. Jesus, every single time, he is the way maker. He is the promise keeper. Oh, come on now. It gets me excited. I, I I love their response. Oh, He's not going to try to justify themselves in this matter. He says this in verse 17. If you are thrown the blazing furnace, okay, sorry, um, verse 18. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, listen to the next part, even if he does not. And this is a thing for many Christians, you got to grab hold of this. That even if God doesn't heal me, even if God doesn't deliver me, does that mean that I'm going to stop worshiping my God? Does that mean that I'm going to, Turn my back on this whole Christianity thing. Throw it away. Even if, even if he doesn't turn this situation around. Even if he doesn't do what, what I'm hoping that he's doing, what I'm praying for all these years. Does that mean that it's no? Even if he doesn't do it. Even if he does not. We want you to know, he told him, your majesty, that we will never serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Let me tell you something. That's powerful. That is powerful. Even if he doesn't. Let me tell you. Our God is faithful to his promises and to his word, and he's not a man that he shall lie. But it's up to God. It's a sovereignty of God. It's up to him whether or not he wants to, he's going to deliver us or not. But let me tell you something. You have this attitude that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had, that even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to worship these false gods. I'm not going to worship no other God besides you, Lord. I'm still, even if, even if he doesn't deliver me from this sickness, even if he doesn't turn my situation around, even if he doesn't, I'm still going to worship him because he's worthy of it. He is the creator of the universe. He is the one who created me and, and, and you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He knows everything about us. Yes, we may face trials of many kind. We may face storms in this life. We may face illness. We may have, like Paul said, a thorn in my side where I, I can't get no relief, but I know that one sweet day, there will be no more tears. There will be no more sorrow, that I'm going to live in eternity that no, no eye has conceived, no mind can perceive what God has in store with a, for us. And even if he doesn't, I'm still not going to worship what this world tells me to worship. That's what they was telling Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, and the king gets so mad. He gets so mad here. See, our commitment's going to be challenged, you know? And it's one thing, like I said before, to say, yes, Lord, you know. And, and many of us, we, I've, I've fallen short. We, fall, we, look, we look through the Bible, there's examples of Peter. Said, I'll never deny you, Lord. I'll never, I'll, I'll never. But many he got challenged by, a, 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 it says a little girl he got challenged by. 
I don't know. I never knew Jesus. I no, I'm not. It's not me. And he even starts to curse. And that, that 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 can happen to us. But thank God for second chances, David. <laughs> thank God. But these guys, they knew who their God was. They knew, even when it was challenged, even when doubt stepped in. You got to stand on his word. When, when the devil tells you, you're never going to mount anything. You're never going to be anything. You're never going to get through this. You're never going to make it. You got to come back with the word of God. The greater he that is in me than he that is in the world. That no one formed against me shall prosper. That even though they can kill my body, they can't destroy my soul. Only he can. He's the, he's the one. And put your trust in him. And every time, I'm telling you right now, every time he's faithful to his word. But even if he doesn't still worship him, they'll give him the praise. And that's an attitude I'm telling you right now that these young men had and that the Lord rewarded it. I'm not going to be too much longer. I get, I get excited. I'm sorry I'm spitting here. I love the word of God. Grab hold of it. If, if you have time this week, read, read, read Daniel. Read, read, read the first three chapters. Check out Nebuchadnezzar. And then you go into chapter um, four and see about his son and the writings on the walls. But like, just read. Read it. it, it it's powerful, honestly. It's powerful to see our, our God, like how he just uses ordinary people like you and I. But the difference is that they love the Lord with all their heart. They were committed to him. And when their commitment got challenged, they stood up and they, st- and they stood. Are you, are you still with me? The third thing here is when you stand for God, your faith will be tested. And I've, my, my, when I was young age, my dad always told me this. And this is probably something you probably already heard from a lot of other preachers too. Uh, faith that can't, cannot be tested, cannot be trusted. And our faith is being tested on a daily basis. You know, there's, there was a song, I don't know if you guys remember the Winans, they had a song. Um, it's just a test of our faith. I can't even sing it, living day by day. And it is, it's, day by day is a test of our faith. And like, you know, we wake up and it's a decision we make every day. Will I serve God today? Will I, will I submit, Lord, to you, the one true God? Will I, will I acknowledge you in all my ways, Lord, because you're, you're, you're worthy of it? It's a choice we make every day. And every day, we're, you know, we're going to be tested. Sometimes, you know, sometimes hard, some days are harder than others. And this day for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in verse 19, this was a hard day. So, um, so in verse 19, I'll read this, continue to read the story. Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. His attitude towards them changed. See, at first he was like, man, I know these guys. I've talked to these guys. If you read in chapter 1, at the end of chapter 1, he talks about them having more wisdom than anybody in Babylon. More, more like... Um, um, Knowledge, they, they, they had 10 times than any men he's ever seen. But that wasn't because of them. That was because of God. That was the favor of the Lord on them. And they knew that. So he liked them. But all of a sudden, he's, he's like, wait a minute. Oh, you're not going to bow down? So he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. Oh, snap. <laughs> and, the command, uh, and he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. So these men wearing their robes, trousers, and, tur- and turbans and, and uh, other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king commanded, um, the command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot, that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took Shadrach, Meshach, and that's how hot it was. The, the, the guys that threw them in there actually got burned. And it was, it was so urgent, like they didn't have time to think. They just like tossed them in there and they actually got killed themselves. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. In verse 24, we're gonna stop right there. Let me tell you. And like I said before, you know, I don't know, I don't know what situation you're in. We always talk about this because it is every day, man. It's a test. And you got to make a decision every day to serve the Lord. Regardless, even if he even if he saves us or these the attitude of these men, even if he does or not, I'm still gonna serve you, Lord. Even if you 
do it or not, I'm still, I'm still going to continue to be faithful to you, God. I'm committed to you because you are the one true God. You are. You are my creator. And you deserve all praise, all glory. It goes to you. And that's the attitude we got to have every day, that humble attitude. And God rewards it. Here, you see, he turned the situation around for them. In verse 24, then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement. And he asked his advisors, weren't there three men you tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, certainly, your majesty. He said, look, and that's what I wrote on this one. Daniel chapter 3, verse 25. He said, look, I see four walking around in the fire, unbound, unharmed. And the fourth looks like the son of God. Let me tell you something. No matter what fire you get, we're going to face trials of many kind. We're going to be in storms. We're going to be sometimes, man, just in, in like feeling all alone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Like, you ever felt like that all alone? Like, like even when you're surrounded by people, you're like, man, I'm all alone. Let me tell you something. You're never alone. You have God with you. When Jesus is your, is your Savior, when Jesus is your Lord, you are never alone. He is only a, a, a whisper, a talk away. And in that fire, he, Nebuchadnezzar jumped up and said, wait a minute, wasn't there just three men in that fire? No, he saw another, the Son of God. And this is what they call in the Bible, Christophany, where the, uh, a showing of Christ before he actually came through the, through the, through the Virgin Mary. But this, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the power of God, that he's with us in those, in, in those fiery furnace moments. That he's with us when we're bound and tied up, when there's no way out, when we're like, man, like, how are you going to turn this one around for me, Lord? How will I ever get through this? That he's with you. You know, a couple of years ago, I went through stuff in my marriage. And I was like, man, like, how am I going to get through this? Lord, how, like me and Donna, we were, all, we were fighting. We were, things weren't going right. It was like we, couldn't, we just couldn't get along. And I was like, God. And God had to get a hold of me that I'm here with you. But are you with me? Are you putting me first? And the minute I realized, Lord, no. I've been so caught up just working, 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 just caught up, you know, trying to do all the right things, just just the, the, the things just to, to, to get the wife off my back, right? <laughs> Washing the dishes here and there, just those things. And even though I thought those, those, those things are good for all the husbands that wash dishes, come on. <laughs> but I was missing the most important thing. My relationship with God was struggling, and therefore all my other relationships were falling apart. I'm here to tell you today, that's what's going to happen. Us as Christians, us as Christians, us as as as, as, as our, we we got to have a relation with our Creator. He has to be the center. I'm telling you right now, you it doesn't make sense. Even they won't even tell you this in 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 in, in, in worldly marriage counseling. I don't know. I've never been in worldly marriage counseling, but they'll probably tell you, "Well, oh, do this, do this, go go on vacation, do this." But I'm here to tell you today, you want to sort that relationship out. You want to sort that marriage or that broken relationship with a father and a mother. Do you want or, or, um, a son and a daughter? You know, father and a daughter, a father and son. You want to. Sort, if you want to sort, go to the Lord, the author and the perfecter of our faith, and see what he does. And that's what I had to do. I was trying to do all this other stuff, and I didn't realize that it was God that I should be going to. And all of a sudden, my relationship with God started getting strong. All of a sudden, our marriage started to get stronger. We were, I, can't, I just can't explain it, but I'm trying to tell you this is the way it works. <laughs> I don't even know. This is how it works. And I, every time, God has to be center. And then everything else falls into place. This is it's crazy. The world don't tell you that. But we know from the word of God that it does. <laughs> that, that this is the way to do it. That every step of a righteous man is ordered by God. But those who that, that, that go after him, that seek him. And let me tell you, Nebuchadnezzar was mad. He was upset. And see, in those times during the furnace, in the times where chaos is going around you, we can have that peace. We can have that peace that surpasses understanding. We can have that 
Jesus with us. When you stand in the fire, don't, if you're going to stand in the fire, are you going to be in the fire? Don't stand without Jesus. He said, look, I see a four men walking around. There's a fourth man in the fire. I love it. There's a fourth man unbound, unharmed. And the fourth man looks like the Son of God. Never verse 26, when he approached the opening of the blazing furnace, he shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God. Now see his tune changed here. First he was like, well, God's going to save you. Now he's the Most High God. And the world's going to see. And the world's going to see. And I'm going to end with this. I'm going to close with this. Number four, when you stand for God, your Savior will be glorified. Let me tell you, in everything we do in this life, right, give God the glory for it. Even when he gets you through it, even if he doesn't get you through glorify him every day. He's worthy of praise. You know, every breath that we take, we take it for granted. Every breath that we take is a gift from him. Every, every day that we have on this earth is a gift from him. Even every day we spend with our families or we spend here able to play some good old games like World of Warcraft, even when we raid, it is a gift from the Most High because he's allowed us. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar didn't understand. You know, you can keep on reading about Nebuchadnezzar. He eventually understands it, but he didn't at the start. He He's still like, okay, he's the Most High. He'd always say, oh, you're the Most High God to all other gods. But he was missing the point that God is the only one true God. And I'm here to tell you in your life that no matter what you go through, even if he doesn't do it, even if it didn't work out the way you wanted to, just give God the glory. Say, God, thank you. You know what? I'm just appreciate the small things in life, those small things. And as, we, as we're good stewards of the, of the small things in life, he begins to put us over more. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful. And so I want to encourage you, give him the glory. Maybe you're here today and you've, you've been struggling. You've been depressed. You've been going through all these things. You've been doing it all alone. You've been standing in the fire all by yourself. I'm here to tell you today, you need not stand in the fire alone. That there is someone who could turn the situation around. There is someone who can mend that broken heart. He's doing it every day. There is someone who loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter how bad you messed up in this life, that loves you more than it. The Bible talks about us being the apple of his eye. Loves you more than anything. There is someone. You need not stand alone in the blazing fire. Because sometimes these men, they made a choice, right? But sometimes we have, sometimes in life, it just hits us, boom, like a ton of bricks and we have no choice. And all of a sudden we're in a blazing fire. But I'm here today to tell you, you need not go through the fire alone. I'm going to close with this, guys. You know, I want to glorify God through, through, through everything. You know, my, my I'm, I'm thankful to God for saving me, saving my family, saving my parents. My parents, my, my dad's a pastor. I, I grew up with my dad. He, he was a pastor of a church. But before he was a pastor, he was actually involved in some crazy gangs and stuff when he was younger. And um, I'm grateful to the Lord, God Almighty. And I'll glorify him every day for saving my family. We're turning the situation around. You know, I can't explain um, the gratitude I have, the, the peace that I have. Like, I've been, I, you know, I'm grateful to him. And it, honestly, we, we, we got to have that attitude. He's grateful. Like, man, like, I didn't deserve this. He stepped in our, we deserved, we know from the word of God, we deserved it. Even though I think, you look at me, say, man, you, you never, you know, I, I never did anything crazy. I never broke dishes. I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you would say. I never like robbed a bank. I don't know. Many of us never did bad stuff, but we still were messed up people. Even though you think you're righteous, oh yeah, I, I, I've been good all my life, you know? Good is not going to get you to heaven. The only way is through Jesus Christ. I'm here today to tell you that he's knocking at your heart. The Bible talks about revelations, that, he, that he, he goes to the door of your heart and he knocks at it. And he says, like, 
he, he's knocking at it and it's, will you let me in? Will you open that door? Will you not, look at, you don't need not be in the fire all by yourself anymore. I'm going to be with you. Just like he was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was in the fire. They came out unbound, unharmed. It even says they didn't even smell like smoke where they should have because that thing was blazing. Some say 1,800 degrees that, that that furnace was at. That's crazy. And they were unharmed because Jesus was with them. And I, I'll tell you, I'm here to tell you today that I've been through all kinds of crazy. I, I can only, I, I can spend all day telling you about the goodness of God and things that like I've seen. And through it all, I've had this peace that I can't explain. Even when I should have been crazy or going crazy, lose my mind. I've had this peace that surpassed understanding. I've had this joy that only came from the Lord. And I'm here to tell you today that you have the same thing. And he's at your door right now, of your heart. Some of you are in chat right now. And you, and, and you hear you hear him knocking at your heart. Through, not, not through anything I say. You just, man, all of a sudden, you're there and you're, you're feeling like, man, what's going on here? You, you know, some, you, might, you might even be crying right now. I don't know, but it's the presence of God you're feeling. It's the Lord. He's at your heart, and He's knocking at it, saying, will you let me in? You need not stand in this fire anymore alone. And that's you. You say, you know what I want to? I want to say a prayer with you. You don't say, you're not saying this prayer to me. You're not, you're saying this to God, to Jesus. There's, there's, through the Word of God, we know there is no other way to heaven. There's no other way to the God, the Father, other than Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and accepting Him as Lord and Savior of your life. And I want you to say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come before you. I'm a sinner, Lord. I repent of all my sins. I accept you, Jesus, as Lord and Savior of my life. Come into my heart. I'm opening the door. I don't want to stand in the fire alone anymore. I accept you, Jesus, as Lord of my life. In Jesus' name we say, Amen. Come on, for anybody that might have said that, give the Lord a hand of praise. If I were you, just give the Lord a hand of praise. You need not go through the fire alone. Jesus will be with you every step of the way. I love you guys. And I honestly, once again, thank you for the honor and privilege. Let me share your day. God bless. Hey, congratulations to those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time. Thank you, Pastor AJ, for a wonderful sermon. I always love the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, it's a story, like he said, you, you hear it all the time in Sunday school, uh, probably a thousand times growing up, but I always love hearing that story. And uh, he's so right that we don't have to stand in the fire alone. All of us have trials. Uh, you know, my trials, I'm not going to say they're, they're bigger than yours or that yours are bigger than mine. We all have our separate trials that we all go through. And uh, we don't have to stand in the fire alone. And for those of you that have just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time today, we want to congratulate you and we want to celebrate with you as well. So if you feel comfortable, you can definitely put a yes in the chat that you've just accepted Jesus Christ for the first time in your life. But also, uh, if somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat, what I would ask you to do if you just accepted him for the first time is to click on that link and fill out that form. The reason why we ask you to do that is because a lot of times people have so many questions after they just accepted Jesus Christ. They don't know where to go from here. They don't know what to do. Uh, where, where do I start reading in my Bible? Maybe, maybe you have questions about um, what is this water baptism thing that you talk about? How do I pray? We would love to be able to walk with you on that journey. We want to reach out to you and be able to walk with you and help you as you started something that this isn't the end of something. This is the beginning of something brand new in your life. So definitely, if you uh, if you accepted Jesus Christ today, what I would ask you to do is just to click on that, uh, click on that link and fill out that form. But also, guys, we're going to go and to a time of offering right now. What I would ask you guys to do 
Um, if this is your first time here, listen, we don't want anything from you. We want everything for you. We don't we don't want to, you know, um, th if this is your first time here, we, we, we just want you to be able to receive. But if you call God Squad Church your home church, if, if God Squad Church is where you receive the most from, something that we believe that the Bible does ask us to do is to give to God uh, a piece of our finances. And he says to steward your money well, steward, steward your finances well. And the reason why it's stewarding it is because literally it's God has given us something and we use what is already God's to give back to him just a little bit. And so he asks us to do that and do it generously as well. We believe that this is a form of worship. It's a form of faith as well, because we're saying, all right, God, I'm going to give you a part of my finances in understanding that you are going to come through on your promises to continue to provide for me. That even though I'm giving you this number, whatever that might look like, whether it's 10%, 15%, 11%, whatever it is that you have chosen inside of your heart when you get on your hands and knees and you go before God, whatever that number is, you're saying, I'm going to give this to you, understanding that you're going to come through on your prom promises of providing for me and providing for me abundantly. And so we truly believe that this is a form of worship. And I want to thank you for each and every one of you for your faithfulness and generosity because of you, we can do everything that we do here at God Squad Church. In just a second, we're going to show a video of multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. God bless you as you give. Here at God Squad Church, there are multiple safe and secure ways for you to give. You can give by clicking on the panel below to give a one-time or monthly donation via card or PayPal. You can also go to our website, godsquadchurch.com give and set up a one-time or monthly donation of any amount. Lastly, you can text any amount to the number 84321 to set up a quick and easy way to give. Because of you, we are able to share the gospel with gamers around the world. No matter what amount you're giving, thank you for your generosity.